Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the Michael Ellis Show, uh, where we learn from experts, small business owners, and online entrepreneurs, all alike. And today we've got Brandon Duff on, on the show. Um, Brandon Duff is the Mr. Monopoly Man, um, <laughs> Mr. Digital Real Estate Man, and the Barring Passive Income Guy. All those names are correct. <laughs> All those names are correct. So how are you today, Brandon? I am doing amazing, Michael. Uh, I'm so glad to be here. I'm so glad we are able to jump on your podcast. So uh, I'm ready for a great show, man. Yeah, yeah. So just for the viewers at home, uh, if people are uh, seeing you for the first time, do you want to just give a backstory and how you got into uh, how you got to the where you are now? Yeah, definitely. Uh, how how long do we have? I mean, it could be a, uh, a five minute kind of uh, brief su summary, or if you want me to go a little bit more into detail, I can definitely do that too. Just a quick uh, brief. Definitely. So uh, in 2019, I was a personal trainer and I've been training for seven years uh, before that. So I, uh, I really loved uh, kind of helping people reach their, um, really their fitness and their mindset goals. And making sure they're doing uh, everything correctly in terms of fueling their body correctly, taking care of their body so they can uh, work at performance. And I, all my clients were able to come in at like 10 a.m., 11 a.m. I always wondered how like they could do that. Like, how are they able to come in in the middle of the day? Like, don't they have nine to fives? And I realized that a lot of them had rental properties. And so I was like, well, I should probably do that. So I started investing my money into real estate. And uh, at the end of 2019, uh, we ended up with 10 rental property or 10 rental units. And uh, my in-laws were like, hey, we're moving to Texas. We were in California at the time. And they said, uh, we're, we're leaving California. We're going to Texas. We get this amazing job offer. So we're going to go. And so our my mother-in-law and my father-in-law went with them because they had children. We're like, well, we're not staying in California. We'll go with you. So I gave up my six-figure business in fitness and handed it off to another trainer and decided, you know what, I should probably stop exchanging time for money uh, as a personal trainer. I should maybe look at online and really leverage the online space and use that to really make my uh, reoccurring income and uh, kind of like like rental properties. So I started jumping in. Uh, I believe it was that around. Uh, 2020, the beginning of 2020, um, I went to Burning Man at the end of 2019, drove to Texas and went to uh, and li now live here. And so we um, got into the whole online space, started doing affiliate marketing, and then started uh, leveraging software, started developing software. And now we have uh, quite a bit of digital real estate, as I call it, as uh, pretty much a way for people to uh, collect recurring income or rent every single month um, so that you're able to uh, pay your bills because, you know, cash flow is king. And if you're able to consistently have income coming in from your rents in a sense or subscriptions, then you're able to uh, have everything paid for. So uh, 2000, I've been doing that since 2020, 2020, and now it's 2021, and we're just taking off. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So 
I actually didn't. I actually didn't know that you moved to Texas because of your uh, in-laws. So that is something that I've actually learned. Oh, good. I'm glad we we are all learning today. We're all learning. We're all learning. Um, so, what was it like taking that that jump to move to another state? Um, yeah, very, very. Uh, it was like 1,500 miles away. Um, I don't know what that is in kilometers, but um, I tend to kind of go all in on everything I do. So when I do that, I kind of take away my um, kind of all the shiny objects in a, in, a, in a sense and focus on one thing until I'm able to make it passive. So when I got into affiliate marketing, I went all in, I you know learned from uh, read books like uh, Expert Secrets and um, .com Secrets and they didn't have traffic secrets at the time. But I read both those books, kind of learned how to do the whole online thing, kind of create my uh, avatar in a, in a sense, and uh, went full in on that and uh, learned a lot. I think that if you are able to kind of um, focus on one thing, make it so you're able to make it passive and then work on something else, that's kind of what I've always uh, done. I've done it so that I can make it where I'm making a couple thousand dollars a month. And then from there, I'll uh, kind of turn it over in a sense to someone else who can uh, build it out even more while I focus on something else. And even though I'm able to um, take away a little bit of my income, I'm buying back my time. So um, the move was, luckily for me, I had recurring income coming in from my real estate, but it was just enough to kind of get by. Um, And so now, being able to build these other streams of income really allows me to diversify my risk and allows me to make sure that I consistently have more cash flow coming in and constantly am able to uh, make sure that I can reinvest my income to make more money. Do you think, so you, you, well, you said earlier that you learned this from um, being around wealthy people as a part as a as a personal trainer, who where they had the time and freedom to be able to come in during the day and train from you, and you realize right. something's going going um, something's up here. I need to change something up. Um, why do you think like why do you think that it's it's not common practice to become a natural um, a natural barn investor? Um because we're not really taught money in school. Uh, we're taught how to work a nine to five and if you work harder, uh, you'll make more money. And that's typically not true. Uh, I know a lot of people that work way harder than me and don't make nearly as much money as me. Um, I, I mean, I'm pretty, I would say, not lazy, but I, I, I don't spend all my day working. Like my first part of my day is typically waking up, going through my daily accelerator, uh, getting some cardio in, having my breakfast, doing meditation, drinking water, uh, making sure I'm fueling my body to its peak performance, uh, making my list and schedule for the day. And by the time about nine o'clock or so, 10 o'clock is when I, uh, I really start. So I've already done like four hours of leveling up my mindset and leveling up my body before I even get into the workplace. And uh, from there, I typically work maybe around two, three um, and really do outreach or work on things that kind of need to be done right away. Um, 
And if that's building, I'm actually building out a quiz funnel to kind of direct people in the way of where they should be uh, based on kind of their talents. A lot of people don't know like if they're good at team building or if they're better at uh, things like affiliate marketing or if they're more technical and they can get into software. So we're kind of directing uh, with a quiz funnel to do that. And so that they understand like their strengths and focus on those strengths. And then the last part of my day is typically just more of concreting my business, making sure that it's a solid foundation and focusing on my, my team that I built, uh, making sure that they're taken care of, responding to emails, doing follow-up, uh, that sort of thing. And then, you know, around six or seven, I spend time with my family. Um, I make sure that I, me and my wife are, uh, not that we're not on good terms, but that she has enough emotional and, um, uh, like kind of like the, what is it? The seven love languages or four love languages, whatever her making, making sure that her love language is, uh, taken care of. And so, uh, you know, if I'm able to do all those, I can put, you know, in the middle of first my day, a hundred percent into, uh, taking care of myself. Uh, and the second part of the day, I'm putting a hundred percent of taking care of my business. And then in the end of the day, I'm a hundred percent into taking care of my wife. So, uh, a lot of people think you need balance, but if you, and you, that you can't do a hundred percent, but if you, uh, put your phone away at the end of the day, uh, if you don't get distracted, then yeah, you can go in all a hundred percent in, uh, in whatever you're doing. You just make sure you don't have any distractions, uh, to pull you away from that. So, um, I think that's kind of been my success is just being able to, uh, kind of be blind, like almost blinded and focused on one thing at a time and making sure I give it my all and then uh, pretty much take away all the distractions. Cool. And um, and they call the nine to five the, the rat race. Right. Um, and a lot of people come to online businesses in general um and affiliate marketing and other various means of creating money but end up being in what you like to call a digital rat race yeah um how do people get stuck in that rut of even when they're trying to leave one rat race they end up in the next rat race yeah so we're in a uh in a digital age and and we've been in it for quite a while but I think that a lot of people are so used to um, working a nine to five, so they continue that behavior onto um, the next thing and being online. With COVID, we've been all forced to kind of be online. So it's almost as if they are um, doing the same thing that they have been doing. And so they tend to focus on uh, salaries, not even salaries, like one-time payments. Um, they don't reinvest their income. When they make a little bit more income, they tend to uh, spend it or buy more luxury things like they upgrade their cars, they upgrade their house, they go out more, they uh, flaunt more, they're trying to keep up with the Joneses. But uh, that's that's typically what keeps people having to consistently uh, really make more money and uh, they don't reinvest their income. I typically keep my expenses really low. Uh, everything that I own is, uh, in a sense, 
that's a big uh, purchase like a car or a house is something I'm making money from. So for instance, I drive a little Prius. I had a BMW before and I just didn't understand why I was driving from point A to point B in a little in a BMW uh, when I the gas goes up. I was paying like what 91 uh, octane. I had to have higher insurance. I had to uh, more maintenance on my car. And I was like, why am I paying so much money to go from the gym and back? So I turned that in. I got a Prius and uh, paying that off right away. So I have no payment on that. And then I actually rent that out. And it brings me in uh, almost $1,000 a month uh, of just recurring income because I really don't have to do anything with it. I just sits in front of my house uh, like most people do. Their cars just sit in their driveway, especially during this time. And they could be renting it out. And uh, it makes me a, a good deal of money. Um, I have real estate. So we buy rental properties. And that rental property is pretty much the tenants are paying down our debts and they've actually uh, are able to purchase use uh, the income from it to buy our dream house. And our dream house is actually due in a few months, two months from this recording. So I'm very excited about that. Um, and then I'm looking at, you know, different trends. Uh, I tend to, a lot of people are getting into digital currencies right now. Um, and there's even, uh, digital currencies like, um, I think it's called Stablecoin, which is the equivalent of uh, $1. And you can trade that in and trade it out uh, depending on what you're looking to do. And uh, it doesn't really, it kind of works with inflation instead of against inflation. So it's a, another, I'm very uh, new into it. So I'm definitely learning a lot. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I constantly am reducing my expensive, increasing my income, and then taking the difference and reinvesting it so that my money is working for me so that I can uh, pretty much be in escaping the digital rat race. I mean, I, I make enough money where I don't need to work, but um, I like helping people really escape the digital rat race too because um, if you're constantly not having income that is predictable and that is recurring income, then uh, you're going to constantly hustle for those one-time payments. Constantly hustle. Yeah. I mean, you, you, if you're, so for instance, like we took two weeks off uh, probably a month ago to go to New Orleans and I still had money coming in uh, every single day because we had software and uh, subscriptions plus, you know, real estate and blah, 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 blah. But uh, a lot of people, if they get sick, they can't go on Facebook. Uh, they can't. Uh, so, well, let me rephrase that. If they are uh, not running ads and doing it organically, if they don't have an email list, if they don't have uh, blog posts, like all these ways um, that you're, um, if you're just doing one kind of thing and doing it organically on Facebook, then yeah, you are going to be constantly trying to make a new sale it's like almost like a commission only job uh like working a nine to five but commission only without the benefits without the uh tax savings without uh the health care all that stuff you're just online and a lot of people don't even have an llc uh, where they can write their expenses off like their internet part of their home that sort of thing so and I don't know how it is in the UK, but uh, with an LLC, you get a lot, definitely get a lot of advantages to that. So 
Um, yeah, I mean, if you're not your own business and you're not writing things off, then you're not reducing your uh, tax taxable income, which uh, more money's going away versus you keeping it. So, um, you know, got to learn how business works too. Yeah, over in the UK, um, we as uh, as self-employed individuals, we don't have to set up as uh, essentially a business um, in terms of legalities. Um, yeah. But we can still write stuff off um, as, is, a, as, as a self-employed person. Um, is so, it as yeah, much Because I know it, like as a DBA, you can write some stuff off, but there's a limit versus someone who has like a, a corporation we're able no, to write there's, No, there's no limit to what you can oh, write wow. off. That's awesome. Um, although once you get to once you get to a certain point of income, then this, uh, then you have to be VAT registered in the UK. Which at them at that point you might as well go the full route and set up a proper business. Um, exactly. But yeah, there's there's essentially no limits to being self-employed over here. You can write whatever you want off, the same as a business can. Um, the only difference being is that there is some tax benefits to having a business if you get past a certain point because you can um, essentially save a little bit of tax by passing it on to, to you. Via, say it's complicated, but... It's not much though. It's it's only like a couple of grand that you'd save if you set up a, a business once you get into higher figures. Yeah, I mean it all it all uh, adds up. I mean the more it you certainly can... does all add up. It certainly does all add up. So the the digital real estate game. What is the digital real estate game? And um and what's it like being in the digital real estate game? So digital real estate is essentially just something that pays you recurring income, just like rent. Uh, you can scale it much better than real estate, just because uh, with real estate, you can only put in, I mean, there's legalities in a sense where I think you can only put two people to a room in real estate versus software, or um, if you're an affiliate marketer and you're doing uh, affiliate uh, stuff that is recurring, it's you can fit as many people in that software as you can. I mean, hundreds, thousands, millions, whatever that is. Uh, and it's predictable income. You're not having uh, tenants call you up at 3 a.m. in the morning to fix a toilet. Uh, and at some point, you can just do what I do kind of with real estate is you hire a property manager. So that's like instead of a property manager for real estate, you're hiring you know your customer service team or chatbots, or you're handling it, and you don't have to wake up at three o'clock in the morning. You can just have a little email that says, call us back in 24 hours, uh, or we'll get back to you in 24 hours, and uh, respond to your bug report. So uh, I like, I call it digital real estate because rent is due every single month, um, and you're getting paid daily. So like with real estate, I can't raise my uh, rents every single day or every single month or give myself a raise every single month because there's one laws in that, but I can't fit any more people in that house. So with digital real estate or software, I'm able to put more and more people every single day, which is increasing the value of that software. 
And just with like uh, real estate, the more that it increases in value or the more sus subscribers you have, you can essentially flip that and uh, sell it for a substantial amount of money, depending on how many subscribers or recurring income that you do have. So for instance, like uh, the beginning of 2020, we came out with a piece of software and uh, it did really, really well. We had a few uh, pretty good, decent amount of subscribers in there. And we ended up selling it to another development team who wanted a software like that for uh, five figures. And we were able to, and it only took us like maybe three months. And during that time, we were able to collect recurring income. Uh, we substantially made a lot more than uh, what it cost to make. And we were able to flip it in a sense. So just like you're flipping a house, you can flip uh, uh, digital real estate or software. And you're not having to pay capital gains on that. Uh, so there's a lot of other advantages. Like we develop software for people uh, every single, uh, not every single day, but we have a few new customers every single month that we uh, make software for them. And just there's so many ways you can kind of slice it too. So like for instance, we uh, someone wanted to white label our software and we we're able to sell it for five figures and then take 5% equity. So depending on how much, uh, I guess, how high they build it or how much recurring income they make, we're going to be getting 5% of the, the gross revenue from that. So that just allows us to increase our cash flow without ever having to do any more work. I mean, we're going to do some maintenance on it because it's a white label software. But um, I mean, very little versus what we're going to be paid out in the next you know, 60 to 90 days. So it just allows us to be very creative with what we're, we're doing with software. So uh, it's a very fun game and it allows you to uh, make a substantial amount of wealth and then take that money and reinvest it into other income streams for long-term wealth. So that's all, that's all fantastic and well and good. Um, but, can we just touch on the fact that passive income um, isn't easy? It's easy once you get going, but once you, but starting it isn't easy. Am I am I right in saying that? Um, I think it depends. Um, so passive income typically, I think there's a a um, misconception. Yeah, misconception. That's a great word. Um, for instance, when I first bought our first property, I needed to get the money. So I was training for a probably a few years before I was able to save it up for my first property, probably a year actually. And uh, then I took that money and reinvested it into passive income, which was real estate. But I was handling that property. So uh, when I bought my first rental property, I uh, actually, me and my wife went down to, actually, she wasn't my wife at the time. She was uh, my fiance, maybe. And we went down and we uh, met the person that was going to rent it. We, we closed on the property and that weekend we were going to go and meet the, the lady that we lined up to rent it out. And so in doing so, we met her and she told us this uh, great story about how, um, you know, she just moved from her dad's house who passed away and they couldn't live in the property anymore. And because of just 
memories and she had her two kids and she was just so thankful. And we're like, oh, we're doing such a great, great thing. This is going to be amazing. Uh, we're helping people, you know, have houses so that they're able to like get on with their lives. And so we met her and we gave her the keys. She gave us uh, the down payment. She gave us the, or the deposit. She gave us the first month of rent. And uh, we went out and celebrated that night. And so we went, had dinner together, me and my wife, uh, fiance at the time. And uh, she, we get a call like at the end of our dinner and we were, she knew we were in, living in California. And she said, hey, Brennan, like my, my mom, she's sick. We have to go and uh, have to leave tonight and go drive to California, which happens to be the same place where we lived. And so um, we're like, well, I mean, what do you want to do? She's like, is there any way we could void this lease out? I'm going to be living with her going forward and blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, it's fine. We'll do that. I mean, I'm not here to ruin someone's day. So uh, we voided the rent check. We took the deposit and we said, um, give us the keys. We'll give you the like the return. Uh, here you go. And so uh, she... Um, we left, we went, we stayed up at a hotel because we couldn't drive anymore, uh, that night because it was super early or it was like midnight at that time. And we were going to drive back like six hours to California. So, um, I just had something on my mind. I was just like, you know what? Something just doesn't seem right. Like no one has this bad of luck in like a matter of a couple of days. So I called a locksmith and I said, Hey, Mr. Locksmith, can you change out, uh, the keys? Uh, we have emergency um, like lock, uh, Smith, whatever. And so they went out and they, uh, changed up all the locks and we, uh, they're like, you, to, you can pick up the keys the next morning and you'll be good to go. And I was like, perfect. And so the next morning we went and got the keys, went to the house and we tried and put the, the lock, the key in the lock and it didn't work. And we're just like, man, like, are you guys sure you guys did this right? Or what's going on? He's like, yep, yeah, we checked all the locks. Uh, we made sure all the keys worked and they're good to go. And so I was like, awesome. And so they, uh, I looked inside the keyhole and there was uh, a lock in there, a key that had been broken off. So the girl came back and tried to uh, pretty much um, break in and become a squatter. So uh, with that being said, like that took time away from me, that took uh, money and uh, being able to invest more money. So like that wasn't passive at all. So then, you know, another example is we had a handyman who fixed up all of our units for another property and uh, ended up taking $10,000 of our money and bounced. And so at that point I was like, you know what? Uh, I'm no longer going to um, do this. I'm not gonna manage my properties. I'm gonna hire someone. So now we have a property manager who handles everything. He sends us checks every single month. And essentially we pay him like 8% to 12% of the rents. And so um, we're constantly reinvesting our money into that, but now I don't have to do anything. So it is passive. So uh, it really depends on you. Uh, you can make it as much as passive as you want or as, uh, work you need uh, as much of your energy that you need to put in but ultimately there's going to be a uh, a price when it comes to passive income either you're uh paying with your time uh by building it out by uh making so that it is passive 
um, or you're paying money to make it passive. And so there is some kind of currency that is exchanged and we decide to pay with money so that we can buy back our time because sure, we're getting 8% taken out, but uh, we're buying back our time with that 8% instead of us having to essentially um, go check on the properties, go collect leases and all that stuff. So if you had a hundred, a uh, hundred thousand dollars down right now, you can buy a, a rental property, you can buy software and you can hire a team to manage it for you. But uh, essentially there has to be some exchange of uh, currency. If that's your time, if that's your money to build out a, a passive income stream. Interesting. Interesting. Because yeah, there, there certainly is a massive misconception out there that, um, you can get online, you can find an an easy, automated, passive income stream for little no money down and little time effort. Yeah, just... you're not going to do well with that because uh, essentially you're going to have to learn how it all works. These these uh, these money making machines. You're going to know how. Uh, you're going to learn how to drive traffic. You're going to have to learn how to get people in front of your offer um, or you're going to pay for ads to do it for you and do testing and all that. Or you're going to hire it out to someone and use their expertise and uh, either have them run it for you and you take a, a percentage of it or uh, you're going to hire a mentor to get the, kind of increase your your learning curve in a sense or decrease your learning curve rather so that you can get results faster. So uh, everything has a learning curve to it. So you're gonna, sure you can make money. Like I made money online pretty quickly, but I invest my time. And then once I understand how the systems worked and then understand how I can use leverage in other aspects um, and I just continuously buy back my time. So um, I would not say at all there that anything's passive there has to be some kind of equity exchange fantastic fantastic so do you want to just um quickly tell the the audience about the digital tycoon and um how they can get involved with your fantastic software um empire <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. So uh, Michael has a link in the description. It, it's scrolling right around here, right here. Uh -huh. Visit michaelellisonline.com. Go digital tycoon. So definitely check that out. Um, and there'll probably be a link in the description uh, of this video. So definitely check that out for uh, getting access to that. But essentially, it's a, uh, a product where we're able to um, we own it allows people to resell our facebook organic uh i guess outreach software or crm tool so that you're able to uh, really build out a lead list on facebook have a pipeline that way you're able to uh really nurture your list like i don't know how many messages i get a day i can go on right now and we've been on this call for 30 minutes and i have 10 new people talking to me that have messaged me uh so in 30 minutes, you can only do the math um, that after those 30 minutes, uh, I'm going to have like 20. And, and if this is an hour or not, um, then it's I'm going to have 20 messages. So 
you can see how quickly people get dropped under each other. And, you know, in a day I'll have a hundred messages. So trying to find that one person who said, Hey, I'm interested in what you're doing, trying to find them and follow up with them is really difficult. So we created a CRM tool so that you're able to really uh, reach out to them on autopilot by uh, either setting up a automatic follow-up by creating a tag, by setting up tags in messenger, and you're able to kind of track that lead in your pipeline. And in doing so, you're able to, uh, once you understand the software, you're able to sell it to other people. Uh, we make it so that you can white label it and you're able to put your own branding on it so that you can add it to your offer so that you can um, add it to whatever you're doing. You can sell it by itself. And we've actually had people like Rudy who had kind has combined it with his own offer, sold it for, I believe, $1,997 uh, as a social media course. We have people like uh, Rory who sells it individually and uh, sets it up with an affiliate program. We have uh, people like Sarah who are in uh, network marketing who add it as part of their downline. So there's a, a substantial way to um, different ways of combining the offer or leveraging it as your own software to make recurring income. Uh, of course, there is going to be a learning curve. Uh, we have all the training that is pretty much that you need uh, included in that. And then we also supply a sales funnel software. So if like you use ClickFunnels or um, Kajabi or, you know, lead pages or whatever, uh, one pager, you know, all these different softwares, we include a ClickFunnels on steroids software completely for free. So if you don't have, um, if you do have one of those, it pretty much makes it a no brainer offer to, uh, you actually lose money by not signing up uh, with Michael's uh, link. So definitely check that out if you want to start building a recurring income platform and leverage software to uh, be your own digital tycoon. So once again, guys, just in case you're listening on the podcast, that is michaelellisonline.com forward slash go forward slash digital tycoon. That will send you over to the digital tycoon sales page uh, where it'll run down all the details and essentially give you all all the details that you need to know to make a, an informed decision. Um, essentially what it is, guys, is it's a, it's a reseller program to Brandon's uh, social media CRM, uh, which helps you automate organic Facebook traffic. Um, and it's a really neat software. It's, it's fantastic. It works perfectly well. It's, it's grand. And once you have learned it, like I said, you can then go on and sell it to other people or give it all out as part of the offer. All the training's inside the tool itself and you provide training as well um, in a membership site as well, don't you, Brandon? Yeah, so we have it in on our website, we have it in our Facebook group and we have it in... Um, inside the tool itself. Uh, with the white label, you can actually change out your colors, change the logo, change everything. And uh, you can actually build in your own training also so that it's a, a complete white label for you. And that's fantastic. So then you can start collecting recurring revenue or add it to your uh, existing offers as, as part of the deal and make it more enticing. Um, 
if there's one question that I haven't asked you today, but I should have asked you, what would it be and what would the answer be? Oh, wow. Um, why haven't I subscribed to your podcast or your YouTube channel? Um, and the answer is I'm going to go do it right now. And everyone listening should uh, definitely subscribe and smash the like button because it helps out with the podcast and the YouTube algorithm. So definitely uh, smash the like button and share because uh, there's a lot of great little nuggets that you guys can take away from this episode and uh, definitely hit the, the like button and subscribe. So uh, I would say that would be why you haven't asked me to subscribe. The answer is because I'm gonna go do it right now. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Good question. Good answer. Um, and just on a further note to that, so yeah, definitely take Brandon's advice on that. Subscribe, smash that like button, and just comment down below what's the one piece of takeaway advice that you've got from this episode. I would love to know your thoughts. It's been a pleasure having you on, Brandon. Um, it's always a pleasure talking to you. And I appreciate that. For you guys at home, thanks for watching and thanks for listening. Thanks so much, guys. Have a great, wonderful day.